This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. The Henry Morgan Show? From Hollywood, Eversharp, manufacturer of Eversharp chick injector razors and blades and famous Eversharp precision writing instruments, brings you The Henry Morgan Show, featuring Bernie Green and his orchestra and a few surprises. Good evening, anybody. Here's Morgan. Thank you very much. You know, I came here from New York to make a movie because they said they had to film it in Hollywood. The name of the picture is So This Is New York. <laughs> That's true. It's absolutely true. And I think we're going to make a sequel called So This Is Hollywood. Of course, we're going to do that in New York. <laughs> this is the first picture I've ever been in, and naturally the producers wanted to know all about me. My interests, my habits, my personal life. The only thing they forgot to ask me is if I can act. They didn't ask me, so I didn't tell them. <laughs> They'll find out. Say, Henry, isn't that your friend Gerard from New York coming in? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, please. Please don't do that. I can't pay him a cent more. Hello, Gerard. Hiya. Well, what's new? Uh, nothing to write home about. So? So I don't write home. Anyway, Gerard, you're getting a little more used to California? Yeah. I don't know. You still don't look like you fit here. What do you want, a palm tree should grow out of my head? No, what I mean is whenever I see you, you're wearing the same dark suit with a vest and a starched collar with a bow tie. Why don't you at least open your shirt? So I did. So? So I froze my neck. So you don't like it? What's to like? Gerard, you're just lonesome out here. You don't appreciate how beautiful it is. I'll take you for a drive and show you the Pacific Ocean. Have you already seen an ocean? Which one? The Hudson. The Hudson isn't an ocean, Gerard. It's just a little river. Big enough for the Queen Mary. It's big enough for me. But, Gerard, the Pacific is beautiful, especially at night when you can see the flaming sun like a ball of fire descending slowly into the water. Eh. I tell you, Gerard, you've never seen anything like it. I've seen it already. Where? On a calendar for my plumber. Gerard, it's not the same. You stand on the beach, the dying sun is disappearing into the cool waters, and the wind sweeps in from the ocean. I tried it. It ain't for me. Why not? I froze my neck. <laughs> well, maybe I'll think it over. It's long, Hank. See you around, Gerard. Likewise. Hey, bud. Come in. Come in. Yeah, you were the two-tone mechano on the saddle shoes. You want to know something interesting about the Eversharp chick injector razor? Come here. This here razor changes blades automatically, you know. Push-pull, click-click. 
You do the push-pull. It does the click-click. Well, I got a little news for you. Push-pull, click-click ain't the whole story. It also goes tinkle-tinkle. That's a fact. That's when the old blade falls on a bedroom floor. So the real explanation of the whole deal, the real story in the other sharp chick injector razor is as follows. Two wit. Push-pull, click-click, tinkle-tinkle. Come here. This makes it the fastest shaving razor in the world. Also the noisiest. That's all. That's all I wanted to tell you, Buster. Thanks for hanging around. Hey, uh, by the way, where'd you get that Mackinac? Uh, pardon me, uh, just a moment. There's a little boy standing here. Do you want something, little boy? I play the piano. That's very nice, little boy. But we have a guest piano player coming. What's his name? Devon Pershing. That's me. No, that's I. Oh, do you play the piano, too? Well, that's the end of the joke, little boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 12-year-old Devon Pershing will play the 12th Street Rag, one rag for each year. great deal about the programs on the British Broadcasting Company, and they're probably very interesting. But unfortunately, very few of us Americans can get those programs in our sets. I imagine, though, they're pretty similar programs to ours. 
So, as a public service, last year we formed an American branch of the BBC, and we did several of the shows from the Morgan British Broadcasting Company, and I do believe we're about to do another one. This is London calling in the overseas service of the BBC. Chido, this is Googie Morgan of the Devonshire Morgans. On my mother's side. Hello, mother. Bringing you another fascinating session of that enchanting interrogation program consisting of questions and answers for money entitled, Take It, or If You'd Rather Not, You Needn't. At this juncture, I should like to say a word or two about one of our more notable manufacturers. This broadcast is sponsored by Frothingham and Thrip, by appointment to His Majesty King William the Scotch, <laughs> of the British Isles, and until recently of India, Emperor. <laughs> Frothingham and Thrip are the makers of Mrs. Miniver tea bags. The little bag with the big string, don't you know? <laughs> they do say it's quite good, really. I've never had any. <laughs> My friends haven't either. <laughs> the bag spoils the taste, I'm quite sure. <laughs> haven't made too much of a study of it. However, if you'd care to try some, I'm certain that Frothingham and Thrip would be terribly pleased. And now for our master of ceremonies, that engaging young chap, that witty, witty fellow. And a jolly lot of fun he is in a drawing room, too. <laughs> Googie Morgan. Oh, that's me. How silly of me. <laughs> well, cheerio, everyone. We're ready for another session of Take It, or if you'd rather not, you needn't. Now, who is our first contestant this evening? It's... Sir Reginald Cantaloupe, Googie. Cheero, Sir Reginald. Pip, pip, Googie. Uh, Sir Reginald, uh, a bit of clever banter between you and me is required here. Do you mind? Uh, not at all. Uh, what's the purpose? To make you look a fool. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. Do go on. Uh, uh, tell me, are you gainfully employed, Sir Reginald? Oh, good heavens, no. Married money, you know. <laughs> ah, I see. Uh, do I know your wife? Is uh, is your wife the stoutish Lady Harriet? Uh, no, she's the skinnyish Lady Barbara. Her family's on Wimpole Street. A uh, Lady Barbara? You know the Beanpole. Oh, of course, the Beanpole's at Wimpole Street. Yes, naturally. <laughs> now, uh, tell me, what category have you chosen, Sir Reginald? Number two. Number two, I see. Uh, the second category is... Um... <clears throat> That's entitled, Famous Prime Ministers Who've Been Hit by Cricket Balls. <laughs> Very good. Now then, for one shilling, this is a question about America. Oh, the colonies. Uh, uh... <laughs> What, uh, whatever happened to them? Haven't you read about them? Don't have to. Married money, you know. <laughs> I see, quite. Uh, now then, 
After what English nobleman was the city of Raleigh, North Carolina, named? English nobleman? Is he, uh, is he living or dead? Dead. Pity. <laughs> yes, I suppose he is, but uh, he was quite famous. Who was he, Raleigh? Did you ask Sir Walter Raleigh? Pepepe. <laughs> he's done it. He's done it. Excellent. You have one shilling, old boy, to cut a drive two bombs. Oh, dear me, no. I must show this shilling to my wife. She'll be so shocked. For heaven's sake, why? Well, it's the first shilling I've ever earned. When the old bean told me thrilled, though. Oh, I suppose. Good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sir Reginald. Here's our next contestant, Googie. How do you do? How do you do? Harold Oskiss is my name, Governor. <laughs> How do you do, Mr. Hotchkiss? You can call me Harold, Governor. Well, I hardly know you well enough. Go on. Call me Harold or I'll punch your eyes out. <laughs> Very well. Harold? Harold. There's a hate in it. <laughs> All right, Adol. Tell me, are you gainfully employed? Evans, no. Married money? Oh, God, it's never your mind, Al. <laughs> but you are married, aren't you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Uh, I see, I think. Uh, tell me, how did you happen to meet your wife? Oh, God, I never your mind, Al. <laughs> now, get on with it. Get on with it. Yes, well, now, usually, first... We oh, Popple. That's about a question, eh? Oh, dear me, this has been a terrible mistake. Uh, have you selected a category, Mr. Hotchkiss? Hotchkiss, there's a hate in it. I want number hate. Number uh, hate, uh, I see. <laughs> Who's who in the Aussie set, it's uh, called... Dear me, whatever will I say to the boys tomorrow at tea? Come on, get to it, get to it. I want me 64, Bob. Very well. First question. <laughs> First question is, do you know who is the president of the Cambridge Lawn Tennis Club? I do. You have one shilling. Now, the next question, uh, this is for Tuppence. Uh, do you know the difference in square kilometers between the areas of eastern Mongolia and western Somaliland? Or do? Just for our own edification, would you tell us the answer? Sure. The answer is... Popple! That's about the next question, eh? Very well. Now, for four guineas... All right, all right, I've had enough of your iron mighty ways. Skip the rest and get to the 64 bob question. I know, but... Get on with it or I'll stop on your monocle. <laughs> Very well. Now, for 64 bob... I dare say you'll have cause to regret it! <laughs> What was that remark? I said, I dare say you'll have cause to regret it. Oh, Popple. <laughs> That's telling him, eh? That's telling him, yes. The 64 Bob question. By what methods did Great Britain get its vast colonial holdings in Asia and Africa? They got it. Never your mind, Al. <laughs> Correct. 
You have 64 bob. And don't leave, Mr. Archke. Stand by for the teapot question. <laughs> now, before our next contestant appears, I'm obliged to say a word about Mrs. Miniver's tea bags, the little bag with the big string, don't you know? Sometimes, however, the string may become detached through carelessness, negligence, and sloppiness on the part of Mrs. Miniver. <laughs> but no matter... Merely place the tea bag between thumb and forefinger and plunge into a pot of boiling water, then squeeze. If you don't get tea, then by George, you've done it wrong. <laughs> now, our final contestant. Googie, here is Lady Pamela Cauliflower. Lady Pamela. Googie! How good of you to come, Lady Pam. And your husband, Sir Tommy, what's he doing? Uh, nothing much. Really? Why not? He's dead. <laughs> oh. Well, you have one shilling. <laughs> you know, everyone was quite fond of your husband. Really? I wasn't. Then why did, why did you marry him? Oh, the attraction of the sexes. Really? Yes. He was from Essex and I was from Sussex. <laughs> Well, you have two bob. Too bad about Sir Tommy, but after all, you're still quite young. How old are you? Twenty-four. Oh, I'm sorry, you're thirty-two, but better luck next time. <laughs> so now it's time to pop off, listening again next week to take it, or if you'd rather not, you needn't. At uh, one of the times or another, on one or another of our stations, this is London Calling. <laughs> the increasing interest expressed in the problems of child training in this country, we are delighted to have in our studio tonight one of Vienna's foremost authorities on the subject, Dr. Heinrich von Morgen. <laughs> Dr. von Morgen is widely known in his native country as a leading obstetrician, pediatrician, physician, and he is, he is the author of such outstanding works as How to Balance Your Baby's Diet on Your Head. <laughs> and... Your two-year-old child. Why he should go to work. <laughs> Dr. von Morgan will discuss briefly the care and feeding of infants. Dr. von Morgan. Also. <laughs> well, now, uh, feeding infants, uh, the main thing about feeding infants is if you don't, uh, they get starved. <laughs> After all, an infant is a little baby, and someday it will grow up to be a man. Unless it's a baby elephant or something. <laughs> a baby eats, eats special things which all must be sterilized and clean. Milk and cereal and dirt and carpets. <laughs> and uh, the stuff from the vacuum cleaner bag. <laughs> that, of course, is before he gets teeth. Uh, after he gets teeth, then he eats the salad foods like uh, nails and furniture and <laughs> relatives and so forth. <laughs> Sometimes a baby doesn't want to eat what you give him. A lot he knows. <laughs> when this happens, if he don't like what you feed him, give him a couple cents and let him go out by what he wants. <laughs> Doctor, I have here a number of questions which people would like you to answer. First, many American pedagogues put particular emphasis on the preschool developmental picture. 
when they say most emotional conditioning takes place. What do you think? What do I think about what? <laughs> about the question. About what? About the question. Oh, what a very nice question. <laughs> now, in a recent paper about your work, Dr. Hans von Obermeier said... Dr. Hans von Obermeier's a bum. <laughs> but he said you are an expert of recognized excellence. Dr. Hans von Obermeier's a bum to some people, but um, <laughs> he's really a great man. He has a very pretty wife, too. In fact, I can't understand why such a nice girl should... Be... What's the next question? <laughs> well, Doctor, many people are interested in child discipline. Do you believe that parents should beat disobedient children? No. Why not? When they grow up, they'll kill you. Thank you. <laughs> and good night, Doctor Von Morgan. Bernie Green, our conductor and arranger, frequently goes to the movies, but he doesn't bother watching the picture. He just listens to the music. That's just his business, you see. And he can pretty much tell what's happening just from listening to the music alone. So let's listen to a movie that Bernie heard recently. Meatball, Gold Brick Meatball present... A 19th century Fox release. Starring Betty Gargle and James Basin in... He Died a Bum. <laughs> With Richard Moe as Joey, Robert Joey as Moe, Doris Doey as Floe, Florence Floe as Doey, and Lassie as Chloe. Gowns by Orange Adrian. Toupees by Murphy. Screenplay by Valentine Sherry, William Glickman, Harriet Stone, Maynard Gould, Alexander Salt, David Pepper, and Max Tabasco. Adapted by Valentine Sherry, William Glickman, Harriet Stone, Maynard Gould, Alexander Salt, David Pepper, and Max Tabasco. Based on an idea by William Shakespeare. Directed by Lemuel, Lemuel, Lemuel. Produced by Lawrence B. Meatball, a big producer. No, a big producer. The girl is a waitress. And she and the hero are in her penthouse apartment. <laughs> They're sitting on the piano bench together. He looks at her. She's a lovely platinum brunette. And under the spell of her beauty, his fingers pass idly over the piano keys, and he makes up a big hit. <laughs> but somehow, the music sounds familiar. Suddenly, we find that there's a big symphony orchestra right behind the couch. Oh, 
Well, the boy loses the girl because the beautiful song he's written is not in her key. He is heartbroken and is torn between killing himself and writing another song. So he writes a sad song called Holiday for Tuba Modern. He pours all his anguish into music and sends his song to her. She hears it. She kills herself. Between us, mister, doesn't that morning shave often get you pretty riled? When that happens, do you swear you're going to switch to another make of blade? Well, believe me, that's not the answer. No, sir, don't keep trying different makes of blades in your old-fashioned razor. Switch to a different and modern razor, the Eversharp Chick Injector. You'll find, just like millions of others, that the Eversharp Chick Injector outmodes, outspeeds, outshaves any razor you've ever used. It's made differently, handles differently, shaves differently. And man, what a difference your face feels. Cleaner, cooler, more refreshed. See for yourself. Just try the Eversharp Chick Injector for one week. What a difference. No blades to unwrap, nothing to take apart. It's the only razor with the automatic blade changer. Just push-pull, click-click. Out goes the old blade, in goes the new. It's a $1.75 value. Special. Now, only a dollar and a quarter, complete with 20 blades. Special. Now, only a dollar and a quarter, complete with 20 blades. For the shave of your life the rest of your life, remember, push-pull, click-click. Change blades that quick. Push-pull, click-click. That's Eversharp, Shake. People are asking more questions today than ever before and getting fewer answers. In an effort to alleviate this shortage of answers, we bring you now the man who knows everything, the question man. And here he is, the question man. Good evening. Our first question, sir, comes from Mrs. J.W. of Nantasket, who writes, A friend of mine often uses the expression, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. What does she mean? She probably means oleomargarine. <laughs> Mrs. T.D. of Portland writes as follows. A man I know claims that scientists have discovered definite evidence of life on the planet Mars. His brother, however, disagrees. Which brothers right? Uh, the Wright brothers made their first flight at Kitty Hawk. <laughs> and here's a letter from Kitty Hawk. She asks... 
She asks, should you keep a box lunch in a lunch box? No, you should remove the box lunch before eating the lunch box. <laughs> unless the lunch contains locks, in which case you remove the lunch locks from the lunch box. Uh, that is, unless the box is locked, in which case... Would you repeat the question, please? Certainly, sir. The question was, what is the difference between a statesman and a politician? A statesman is a politician who got elected. Thank you, sir. That was the question man brought to you ever so often as a public service. For school, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, and business gifts, remember, the best gift of all is an Eversharp CA pen. Has foolproof 1948 cartridge with triple ink supply. The Eversharp CA pen, formerly $6.95, now only $3.95. Morgan will be on this same corner in front of the cigar store again next week at the same time. Eversharp, manufacturers of Eversharp chick injector razors and blades, invite you to tune in same time, same station next week, when Eversharp will again bring you The Henry Morgan Show. This is Jay Stewart saying goodnight for Eversharp. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs> <laughs>